0: Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in South Florida, it's time for South Florida Business Radio. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of South Florida Business Radio, and this is going to be a fun one. Today, we have Karen Dennis with KSD Public and Media Relations. Welcome, Karen. Thanks so much for having me, Lee. Well, I'm excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us a little bit about KSD. How are you serving folks?
1: Okay, so KSD Public and Media Relations, um, which is the company I started six years ago, um, is basically a way for me to help promote healthcare professionals in both social and traditional media. Traditional media meaning like your newspapers, your TV, your magazines, and of course social media refers to Twitter, Facebook, Facebook, Uh, LinkedIn, Pinterest, and kind of taking all those different avenues together in order to promote a person or a product.
0: So now, how do you discern the difference between public and media relations? Like, what's the difference between those two services?
1: Well, you can't have public relations without media relations. It kind of all goes hand in hand. Um, Nothing really, you know, people always say, well, can you just do one TV segment for me? Um, or can you get me in quoted in a newspaper article? And as awesome as that might be as a one-time shot, it doesn't really give a brand or a person the type of push that they really need to showcase their unique selling points um, in the marketplace. You really need a consolidated, comprehensive, interactive plan where your social media reflects what's going on in the traditional media and kind of works together. Um, to promote who you are online and create your digital footprint
0: now how have you seen kind of the media industry evolve since the advent of the internet and social media i mean at one point there was a handful of media outlets or even if in trade magazines there were more but in general there were less and now there just seems to be a never-ending amount of them
1: well, the media, the traditional media landscape is shrinking. And every day we hear about news, print newspapers, print magazines, clothing, you know, clothing. Um, And reporters that used to work for specific outlets are now freelancers. Um, so the same person who writes for The New York Times can write for Health Central and can write for Parade magazine. So you kind of see the traditional journalists joining the online publications and moving away from just doing print media. Um, But, you know, print media is a really fantastic way for you to develop your digital footprint. So if someone Googles you, um, they see that you were featured as an expert, whether it's locally here on channel 10 um, or on, um, you know, or on, CNN, which one of my clients today is going to be featured on CNN for an FDA-approved preliminary trial that he is running for long-term COVID sufferers.
0: Now, when you're working with your clients to help them get the word out about the important work they're doing – And you mentioned earlier that they'll say, hey, get me, you know, I want to be on the cover of the, you know, Wall Street Journal or I want to be on CNN. (laughs) Uh, Now, obviously, you don't have a magic wand that says, sure, I can do that. But back in the day, you know, when advertising was uh, more of a thing, I guess, then people could be in the Wall Street Journal. They could just run an ad in the Wall Street Journal.
1: And you could still run ads, advertising and public relations are are very different but easily confused. Um, advertising is pay-for-play, meaning you choose the words you want to use, you design your own ad, you decide where you want it to be and you pay for that. Um, and of course you could still that do that in print media as well as online media. When it comes to PR, um, and I always I used to try to explain to my mom, you know, she I would say, oh take a look at the paper. Um, and she'd say, you're not in the paper. And I would say, no, that's my client. The day that I'm in my, in the paper, it's either because I'm either being hauled away in handcuffs or because it's my obituary. You don't see the, the PR person. Um, but basically, um, being, you know, in order for someone to be quoted as an expert in an article and, and probably most articles that you see, whether they're in print, in print or online, um, most of those people, and people are surprised about this because you know I mostly represent doctors. They have a publicist, and the the different networks. We either reach out to the networks or to the magazine and say, "Hey, we have an expert that can talk about um, about you know a certain topic," or they'll reach out to us and say, "Hey, do you have a rheumatologist who can comment on the new study that was just released today on Laronlamab, which is a drug for long haulers syndrome so it kind of works both ways we reach out to them they reach out to us and basically our client has to be an expert and they have to either be able to educate or entertain in order to be quoted in any kind of reliable publication and the client does i mean the, the media does not pay for that um, they don't get paid for those quotes of course the client pays the publicist who creates the opportunity Um, But it's not a pay for play between the outlet and the client. It's the pay for play is between the outlet, between the client and the publicist. I hope I'm not confusing you. Uh,
0: No, I, I think I understand. And let me try to recap. So what they're getting is this kind of platform to show how smart they are and how much of an expert they are. That's part of the benefit of doing that. They get this credential that says, hey, I was on CNN. But it's not something that like if when they run an ad, the expectation I would think is, oh, this ad is going to generate business for me. Uh, What you're doing may or may not generate business, but maybe that's not really the intent of being on CNN. It's more of for the reason of being the credential for now being able to say on their website I was on CNN or to share that clip of them on CNN to a mailing list or to a newsletter or to their website or blog. Like that's more the reason it's not to, if I spend X number of dollars on a publicist, that's going to generate X times five amount of money where maybe that's my expectation. If I'm running an ad.
1: It, you nailed it. So, you know, I, 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 work with a periodontist and one day they showcase case him on channel 10. We have a health cast down here with Christy Krueger. Um, and they were talking about, I think there was a link between, between dementia, um, and, and gum disease. And afterwards the phone rang um, and a woman booked an appointment and the woman who answered the phone, the receptionist said, well, how'd you hear about us? And she said, I saw Dr. So-and-so on channel 10 news. And I figured if they chose him to speak about this topic, he must be the best periodontist in Dade County. Um, that's the perception Um and that perception is reality in terms of people booking appointments. But in general, TV segments, number one, gives the, the doctor credibility. Um, and number two, it creates brand awareness. So if you're seeing a physician or a healthcare provider repeatedly featured in your local newspapers or on TV, it creates awareness of what he's doing and what he's doing well.
0: And it creates that ubiquity that if they're everywhere, then they must be good because why else would they be everywhere?
1: It creates that perception. Yes, it does.
0: So now when you're working with a client, walk me through how you help them kind of create that uniqueness that they're going to have to bring to the table to be that media person, to be that, to be chosen, to be that expert during that, you know, critical time when, uh, because this is stuff that's usually... It's not planned for, right? Like all of a sudden something will happen, and now you're they're like, I need an expert. And then they're like, hey, I better call Karen. She's got five experts on, you know, she's working with.
1: And so sometimes it works that way. Um, and you happen to nail my favorite part of working with clients because the first thing that I do when I meet with any healthcare professional, and the truth is, I sometimes sneak out of my healthcare niche and work with other people as well, but I do something called a brand exercise. Where basically I sit with, if it's a doctor's office, I sit with the physicians, I sit with the receptionist, I sit with every um, constituent group that's within the office. Um, and we do this branding exercise where I ask them questions like, um, what do you believe in and what's the strengths of your practice? What are the weaknesses? What can you do better? What's the competition? What words would you like to use to describe your practice? And what are your brand messages? What do you want the public to know about what you do? And then basically I take that branding exercise and that's what I use to reach out to media. Um, So I will reach out to the media and say, okay, I have this gynecologist oncologist and they're doing some really great work with PARP inhibitors in helping people with ovarian cancer. Um, we have a patient who's gone through the treatment and is doing well. Um, is that something that you're interested in sharing with the public? Because when it comes to medical news, it's, it's, a, it's basically a way of educating the public about new treatments, new diagnoses, um, new ways of handling common everyday or not so common everyday medical problems. Um, and then sometimes they'll reach out to me because they know that I work with a cadre of medical people. And a reporter will reach out to me and say, hey, I quoted your dermatologist last month in the Huffington Post. I have another article today about the dangers of one sunburn. Would he be willing to respond? So it kind of works both ways. I reach out to them. They reach out to me. But it's all based on that branding exercise that I put together for them. So I know what their strengths are. I know what to showcase. Um, and in turn, the media knows when to turn to me for specific questions or experts that they need.
0: And this is the relations part of the of the name of your firm. The problem yes, this is the relations part. Because ultimately, there is no media. These are individuals. These are human beings who are trying to solve a problem that they got, and they need kind of trusted resources around them to help them go to print or go to press or go on the air at six o'clock or whatever the time is. With the, so they need people like you to give them this because they don't possibly know enough people like you're kind of a, a curator for them.
1: Exactly. Um, and, um, you know, ultimately, um, it's who, you know, so it's the relationships that you develop within the media that, that determines how successful you can be with a client. So many years ago when I started in my own practice, um, I was featured in the New York Times Sunday business section. Um, and someone said to me, how is it possible that, and, and the, this, the article was about older people working for younger bosses. Um, and someone said to me, how is it possible that of all the people in the United States, the New York Times reached out to you um, in order to showcase that you were an older person. I was 50 years old when I interned at a public relations agency. How did they reach out to you? And I said, I know the reporter (laughs) Um, and that's really how it works.
0: And then, um, and that's the value you provide for your clients because, you know, uh, kind of a wide variety of folks, you can help this um, doctor accelerate their uh, notoriety and credibility by getting them featured on these variety of uh, media outlets.
1: Media outlets, correct. And then we back it up through social media so that it all kind of works together. The social media and the traditional media kind of have to work hand in hand. And of course you have to have all those blogs and and expertise opportunities on your website to kind of validate. So when a reporter calls me, they're going to want to check out like, who is this person she's recommending and what are their credentials? And that's where like the LinkedIn profile becomes super important um, as well as what you're putting on your website. And it's true whether you're a doctor or a small business owner um, or a plumber. It all, it all is the same. You have to have those third-party credentials as well as the expertise articles to showcase who you are and what you do well.
0: Now, let's uh, give some advice to our listeners. Like, say they get featured somewhere. Somebody writes an article. Some you know They get some press somewhere. Um, how can they best repurpose that? What would you recommend when you do get some uh, attention from the media to take that and to kind of squeeze some juice out of it?
1: Okay. The first thing to do is to put it on your website and put it on your website, not as a PDF, not as an MP4, but put it as your website with keywords, because your keywords on your website are, are super important. So let's say you're featured on Channel 10 and you write, uh, Aventura cardiologist shares results of long hauler study and myocarditis with Channel 10. And then you put the segment on your website. Then what you want to do is go to your social media and you want to put that link from your website on your social media. Because the whole idea of posting on Facebook um for businesses is to create traffic to your website so if you put the actual segment on on social media they're going to go watch the segment but if you put a link to your website then when they're on the website and they're watching the segment they might check out other pages as well um and look to see what else you do so i'm a very firm believer on putting it on your website and then putting a link on your social media and pushing it out through your social media
0: and then you can also take that content and you can add it to your newsletter. You can write an article about what you talked about and then link to it. Like there's lots of ways that you can just take this one piece of content. It could have been in like a 90 second clip and really get, you know, 10, 15 different, out of it. you know, different uh, uses out of it.
1: What I explain to my clients, and you hit on a very good point, is sometimes a reporter will reach out to me and they'll say, Hey, do you have a dermatologist or a, you know, a gynecologist or that could comment on X, Y, and Z? And my dermatologist or my gynecologist or my ophthalmologist will write five or six paragraphs and the reporter will pull out one line and put it in the article. Very often what we do is take those five or six paragraphs, we omit that one line because that would be plagiarism, even though they're the one who said it. And we take those five or six paragraphs and we make it into a blog and we put it right on the website. Because this way we repurposed all the information that they shared and put it in a meaningful, um, channel on the website. So you're 100% right. We could repurpose it as a blog. Um, we could repurpose it as a bylined article that we submit to another publication minus that one sentence that the reporter used. So there's a lot of way to use, a lot of ways to repurpose the information that we share with the media that is not necessarily used in a particular segment. Um, and let's not forget YouTube. YouTube is fabulous. Um, if there's a topic that a doctor is is passionate about, having them do a segment on YouTube using their phone um, is such a powerful way to spread you know brand awareness.
0: So now, the it, are more and more doctors kind of getting involved with the media and doing this or is it something like, I, cause a lot of the doctors I know, they're like, look, I'm a doctor. People find me when they find me, you know, this is, I'm, this is what I do. I'm not here to be famous. I'm here to just be a doctor. Do you find that more and more doctors kind of need a publicist? So
1: it's usually a doctor who's opening a practice or looking to add new people and expand the practice who generally hire a publicist. Because they need, they need the help to break through the clutter. There's so many cardiologists out there. There's so many ophthalmologists. There's so many people competing um, that a publicist can help strategize um, and cut through the competition and make you stand out. So it's generally people who are going, like I said, starting a new practice or looking to expand their practice who hire a publicist.
0: And then you can help give them that escape velocity to set up their practice on solid ground?
1: on solid ground exactly
0: so now if somebody wanted to learn more and get on your radar what's the best way to get a hold of you
1: the best way is to email me karen Sudenis at gmail.com
0: and then don't you use a hashtag on uh, social media
1: i do i'm pr for the dr pr number four dr
0: good stuff well karen congratulations on all the success you're doing important work and we appreciate you
1: Thanks so much, Lee, for having me. And I love sharing it with, with your audience.
0: All right. This is Lee Cantor. We will see you all next time on South Florida Business Radio.